0: On the final show of 2022, a stalemate at Cray Valley Paper
1: Mills, we hear from both managers, starting with home boss Tommy Osborne. They really, we had too many players that were average and not enough players that were good.
0: And Corinthian boss Michael Golden tries to stay positive, despite the big gap to safety for his
2: side. I don't think we can be setting ourselves targets at the moment. I think we've just got to try and, first of all, close the gap on the teams above us, uh, the sitting Bournes, the Sussex teams, Hive, um, and try and drink, drag as many of those in. Hello everyone and
0: welcome to this week's episode of the Kenton League podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. I've got a couple of interviews for you this week after I actually went out to a game. And so we hope, despite some claims from a listener, that we'll be giving it too much coverage if we discuss it for long. Uh, we hope that you will enjoy the interviews. Uh, I am John Phipps, who literally was in bed before we started doing this show. Uh, and online now is my very good friend who's had a lovely Christmas, I'm sure, Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate?
3: Not bad mate, I've just got out of bed as well. But we're doing this, normally we do this at 11 o'clock at night, now we're doing it at 9 o'clock in the morning, so dedication, but I say the weather is not good, so getting up on this lovely Christmas week, should be out and about, but it's actually chucking it down here, and I, was, I think it's supposed to chuck it down all day, So, um, which is luckily on our list, And apart from a few things, it, today is probably the less of the stuff that we've got to do, so it's
0: just good. It's just annoying the rain isn't it i mean it feels like we had such a dry summer we obviously had the host bike bands and everything like that and fears of drought but it hasn't stopped raining for it doesn't feel like it stopped raining for about six weeks now does it
3: no again as i said before, we uh, uh, last year when we took the dog out we had very little rain but this year it's been constantly raining so if they do say it's been the driest winter in ever they're talking out their backsides because it's not the case and, it, and i think it's supposed to rain all day today so such life so we can make the most of presents and toys that maybe we got for Christmas not me but kids how was your Christmas yeah very good very good so uh, uh my in-laws came round, so yeah it was very very nice um it, it's a nice part of the year because um I don't have to work for 10 days and everything shuts down so it's quite relaxing we've been out to the, sh- the sales and my mum came over on Boxing Day and we've been out and about and yeah so it's been very nice nice and relaxing it's going too quick so we're eighth today so it will soon be coming around fast but yeah it's a, it's a nice relaxing break so uh, plenty of things and I, I, I don't eat and I can eat pork pie because I don't normally eat pork pie during the year so
0: Christmas is my favorite time because I can have a pork pie I do like pork pie are you on some sort of ban from eating pork pies or no no
3: it's just one of those things that I don't have it during the I, I think a pork pie is just for Christmas not really but you can't eat a pork pie in the middle of June can you why not no, I'll just, I'll just mate, you've
0: pork. you've seen the size of me. I'll eat a pie of any description, <laughs> any time, any any place. It's not a problem. You, no, no we'll I put think it in a pork pastry and I will eat it. Yeah,
3: right. I think a pork pie I- I- is Christmas for me. Forget about the birth of Jesus. A pork pie is Christmas.
0: If you have any strange Christmas traditions, then please uh, le- let us know on Twitter at our Podcast. Uh, I I only eat pork pies at Christmas. Is certainly up there. Uh, yes, my Christmas was very nice as well hadn't I? Nice. and nice. Yeah, very nice. Went to the uh, traditional concert uh, down on Eastbourne Seafront first thing. Uh, then I had a little bit of time to myself. Then I went around to mum and dad's for dinner. Uh, and then I went and uh, met my girlfriend's entire family uh, for the first time. So that was great fun. Though. Honestly, it was genuinely lovely. Um, I had a really, really nice time. Uh, really lovely people. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed myself. So uh, yeah, it wasn't too awkward um there was an issue with some cashew nuts but let's not go into it um but it was uh yeah it was it was, it was A pork pie, there was no pork pie I, I, I will have to inform them that if I'm invited for Christmas again in the future uh that there has to be pork pie or else my friend Matt won't be happy yeah,
3: exactly yeah I'm well, just just
0: just pork is for Christmas oh, it's, oh that, how many people
3: did you meet then getting
0: serious now mate. Right? yeah um I met um her mum and dad and her brother and sister-in-law and then uh, some of her sister-in-law's family as well so all right very good yeah very good so uh, yeah it was it was good um what did you get for christmas uh bits and pieces really I'm um, going on a craft beer cruise which is going to be very nice very good fun um up the up the thames so that'll be mm-hmm. nice nice at some point um yeah nothing the usual aftershave gift set you know tick off all the boxes oh, it's, it's, from my mum and dad because that's what they it, always do oh yes
3: yeah it's, it's it's again it's um
0: it's a lovely time of the year that's
3: the one it's a lovely time
0: of the year apart from when it's blowing a gale and chucking it down yeah
3: yeah yeah but yeah yeah we, we've got things to do we can get on with the tough other stuff today so that's yeah, cool
0: absolutely so our 239th episode this week it's a prime number we haven't had one of them for a little while uh also k239 is mozart's only work for two orchestras woo um and also apparently It is the weight of Homer Simpson, because in the Simpsons episode, Homer's Night Out, he weighs himself and resolves to exercise. Six months later, he weighs himself again uh, and resolves to exercise. Both times he weighed exactly 239 pounds. It was also seen to be uh, in another episode called King Size Homer. 239 pounds in American uh, is about 17 stone. And I am going to make an absolutely shocking Twixtmas uh, revelation here. Can't stand the Simpsons.
3: I, I i very rarely watch it so I, i've seen if i wouldn't you know cause some people can um recommend episodes that what happened in various things but i, I, I probably would have seen half a dozen simpsons episodes so i,
0: I, I just it. i just don't get it I, I, you know is it still, go,
3: still going isn't it they i think
0: it. so yeah i think they're, uh, you know they're riding that money train as long as they uh, but i just don't get the big you know I, i've worked with people who some of them who may listen to this podcast who were like, oh, it's fantastic! I still watch it now, and it's like, hang on a second, you know? It's to me, it's, they, to me they sold out and
3: they did the Batman record, so
0: then <laughs> we don't know who that was. But that, I remember. The, I, the I reckon. Batman. I reckon. Right, I'm going to look that up very quickly, but I reckon that's got to have been about 1990. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So. Which was probably was, when we were around the sort of age where we could have actually, uh, we were maybe yeah. the target audience.
3: Oh, Controversial
0: comment. Go on.
3: The Simpsons is not the Flintstones, is it? Flintstones. No. I'd always watch the Flintstones.
0: You'll not never believe films. it when I just said it was probably about 1990. Bearing in mind I've, I was in bed 20 minutes ago uh, that it was released on November the 20th, 1990. Thank so, you very much. I uh, My work
3: is done. So, yes, Yeah. no, the Flintstones are much better. I'm not really into cartoons. But, but you know, in these new fangled cartoons, you know, that. To, to do a comment or you know things like that, but no, the Flintstones and Tom and Jerry, the cartoons to me.
0: The, the only oh, sort of, a very simple man. The only sort of you know adult aimed cartoon that I can get on board with is Beeps and Butthead, uh, and uh yeah, that's that. That's that. You
3: know, I uh, like that. And Butthead, but I've never really sort
0: of
3: seen that. The, the field. Beeps... South Park. I'm never watched
0: that. either so no the film, beefs and Butter to America, is an absolute classic. If you have, if you ever come across it on uh, any platform, uh, it's well worth a couple of hours of your time. Stupid, but very, very good. Uh, and me and my dad, um, when I, I went to see that at the cinema with my dad, and I was embarrassed because he was laughing so much. So that tells you it must have been all right. Anyway, let's get on with this silly football show. Uh, enough talking about cartoons. Let's talk about football instead. And we're going to start in the Eastern League Southeast, where I went to a game uh, on Tuesday. Well, I went to half of a game. I got stuck in traffic. Uh, but a few troubles on the M25. I got diverted round, and uh, I got in just before half time. Uh, the game did finish. Cray Valley Paper Mills nil. Corinthian nil. It was my first trip. Uh, so the very tidy stadium that Cray Valley have got there actually, uh, very much enjoyed myself and and I thought it was the second half was a decent half um, by all accounts Corinthians had played better in the first half than they did in the second but I actually thought they played quite well in the second half as well they there was a couple of times when they got forward and and just were lacking that final ball uh, Cray Valley obviously they're fifth in the table so they would have been expecting to win that game they did hit the post uh, twice in the same incident once from a free kick and then the follow up as well. Uh, but they didn't really test the goalkeeper. So I think a draw was definitely a fair result from what I saw. Uh, after the game, I spoke to both managers,
1: starting with the recently appointed manager at Cray Valley, Tommy Osborne. The, f- the form we was in and the momentum we had before the like the cold snap, if you like, um, we have to look at it, two points dropped. I think, I think look, you've got to give for his credit. I thought they'd come here today. I thought they was very organised. I thought they had a game plan. I thought they made it difficult for us. I thought in the first half, being brutally honest, I think they were a the better team in the first half. Um, I think in the second half it was much improved. And I thought we was on the front foot and I felt we had a goal in us in the second half. But yeah, it was, today really we had too many players that were average and not enough players that were good. I, you, did, you were on top in the second half but you didn't really work the keeper unless
0: so you hit the woodwork a couple of times and I guess that's the, the frustrating thing but, as you say, credit them because they're hard to beat, aren't they?
1: Uh, absolutely. As I say, they, they're a young side they've got um, enthusiasm to burst they work hard they run through brick walls for each other and we spoke about that before the game um, and, you know, that was enough today to, for the, to earn them a point in the second half we after and puffed but We've normally got enough quality to create chances, um, but in the second half, as I say, that was just lacking from us today, which in recent weeks hasn't been the case. Uh, obviously, you, you,
0: had, you said, you would mention the cold snap and how difficult it's been. When you've got that momentum and then you don't play,
1: how difficult is that? Yeah, you know, I think you, you can use it as an excuse a little bit, but if I, it did come at the wrong time for us. It did because we was on the back of good results, good performances, and then we didn't play for three weeks. And during them three weeks, we actually found it train um, like, like, like all clubs but yeah that that come uh, not a good time for us really when you've when you've had that momentum and then you don't play well, how do you try and say to do you have to try do what you were doing three months really, ago yeah that's I mean that was a little bit of the message but that you know the last game we had was December the 3rd so no matter how much you sort of try and let the lads know that we did have that momentum with us and we was playing well we seems an age away when you played your last game um but look, it's the same for all teams, we're no different um, Today we was just, we, we, was, we was average um, And being average against a team that's very organised and works hard It's not enough You've obviously taken over, well I suppose it's been a, an interesting couple of months at the club With, with Kevin moving on and everything like that How were how you finding it? Um, it was hectic, I'm not going to lie, at the start it was hectic Obviously I worked with Kevin for five and a half years um, Was there any thought that you might go with him? None. There wasn't. Nah. I mean, I did. I did speak to Kev, but that was never going to happen. Um, Still, speak to him. I actually tried to talk him out of leaving twice, um, but his mind was made up. Um, You got to sort of respect his decision, and and that's it. We're still on very good terms. I speak to him probably two, three times a week. It was hectic at the start because we did have a lot of interest in our players because of Kevin left, which is always going to be the case. We've managed to keep the squad together by one. Mitch Nelson. So we've come out of it unscathed, really. Um, as, as I say, you know, although it was hectic, we've actually got good. We've had very good results. today so wasn't a good result for us because of the league position, our league position, and Corinthians league position. Um, but we're never going to win every game we play. Um, so all teams are going to drop points at some point, at some stage. Uh, we just can't let it affect us. Gone the second against VCD. Do, do you think you were ready to, to step up? Was it the right time for you? Do you know, do you know what? It was it, because of Kevin's decision was so sudden, uh, I didn't have too much time to think about it. Um, and obviously working with Paul Lorraine was a huge help. I've been at the club a long time anyway. Um, I had a good relationship with all the boys and to be fair and to be fair to the lads, what I will say is they've made my job very easy because they've been very respectful. Um, We've had good results on the pitch since Kev left. So it's one of them things where the situation arises and you just go with it.
0: I I suppose the fact that you've got that continuity, that's always a good thing. Because when a manager does leave, if everyone goes with them, then the the club can really struggle. Obviously,
1: you you clearly have a lot of passion for this club. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been here a while now. I think what was very important uh, when Kevin did leave, and we had a lot of interest in our players, um, that two-week period... Uh, it was very important because obviously Anton Douglas left um, but other than that everyone stayed. Now I think if three or four leave I think it can cause uh, difficulties within the squad because you've got to add to the squad. With all of the boys staying um, I think that was a, that was sort of like a big say in how the clubs what wants to go this season, you know, everyone's buying into what me and Paul are asking to do and and the ambition hasn't changed, you know. Like, like probably like another eight or nine, ten teams in this league this season. We, we, like, we want to get promoted. but There's probably about another ten managers that would say that. It's a funny old league, isn't it? Because we know there's what well, four or five, six teams at the top that are all doing very well. But then you play against teams like and they're at the bottom, but they're they're still fighting yeah, and battling. Absolutely. I mean, as I say, I think you look at the league table and there's probably teams that you know are sort of. Eight, nine, ten places—they'll probably feel they could—they've been for chance. I mean, I look at Sittingbourne; they're, they're near the bottom, but on paper, they're a very good team. Sittingbourne—they—they um, have, they, you know, I've got no qualms that they could put a six, seven-game winning run together, Sittingbourne. And next thing you know, they're near the playoffs. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it's a competitive league. It is. And just finally, you've already mentioned VCD is your next game. They've
0: not played for even longer than you because they didn't have a game this week. So uh, I guess you'll be hoping that, that they might be a little bit rusty, but
1: they're going to be a good side as well. Yeah, cool. Look, As I say, you can, I, do, I do think that that winter break or the cold snap come at a wrong time for us, but you can't, you can't use it as an excuse. I enjoyed that chat, actually, Matt. He, obviously, he was frustrated, he
0: said that they were a bit average in there, but he, he kind of got the feeling that he, he's in a good place at the moment.
3: Well, I think Cray Valley fifth in the place in the league after they've lost the manager six weeks ago, whenever it was. Um, Yeah, you'd expect them, you know, didn't expect the Corinthians. Corinthians only won twice in 17 games, so you'd expect them to get a result with Corinthians fighting for the lives. Uh, Tommy Osborne, I remember him playing for... um. Uh, Darfield in, in, back in the day, yeah, I think it's a decent thing. They've got some decent players looking at the squad on there. Barney Williams, Chris Lewington, players who played at a different level. I don't know if it's a change of way they play. Um, Cray Valley have been successful over the last few years. See, Adam Coombs came off the bench as well. He's a machine. So, yeah, it's a better result for Crimson than it is for Cray Valley. But I don't think Craig Valley will be um, too disappointed where they are going into the new year.
0: I think for me, it was it was a case of, you know, they, they didn't, as I said to him there, they, they didn't really look like scoring. And I guess that was the frustration. But it was interesting how he said there, you know, it's difficult. We haven't played for a few weeks. And even though we've talked about it at other clubs where it hasn't happened, that they kind of have had a new manager bounce with, with Tommy because he's just been able to keep the momentum going. They've only lost three times in the league all season. And then it kind of got thwarted by, by this run of bad weather that we've had. And, and, and he was quite frustrated by that, I think.
3: Well, the results they had before, beating Sheppey and beating Chatham were excellent results. And you would have thought, you know, I suppose a lot of clubs, the, 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 we were talking about the weather earlier, the freezing conditions probably has affected them a little. Not playing for 21 days. They've all had their own sort of World Cup break from that. But they just have to try and bounce back. VCD on Monday. Ramsgate. There's got some big games coming up. But um, interesting what you said. He could have got, didn't want to go. He'd want, given his own opportunity to be the manager. Yeah. Um. I think they're in a good position. We thought they'd be up there at the start of the season and you say three defeats in in 17 games, whatever it is, one of the best defences in the division. Uh, I, I think they're in a good place and I think, you know, when we talk, you mentioned Corinthian in a minute, I think Corinthian will be pleased with that result. That's a decent result for them but not all
0: doom and gloom and other days they might have gone on and won that game, John, you would have thought. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that, <laughs> That, if anything, they almost lacked a little bit of uh, a little bit of quality. Most of the uh, mostly attacking seems to come down the right hand side as well, um, and, and I think that, that that as I said to, to him, and, and as I said to, to Michael Golden as you'll hear as well, the, the thing is is that Cray Valley didn't have a shot. You know, the keepers didn't make a save in the second half, and I think that's that, that's going to be the frustration uh, for Tommy as well. And it wasn't as if Corinthian just came and stuck eleven men on the ball and said. You know try and break us down that they had a go as well and, you know they were trying to get forward it was you know I, I see some terrible games of football and and i didn't think this was that bad to be honest and i think you know it, it was a a decent game and what i will say and this is probably credit to corinthian rather than looking down on craig valley was for a large part of the game you wouldn't have known one of those teams had only won two games of football all season yeah i think
3: from a corinthian point of view they just got anything they can build on They've got to follow that up. But I okay, Grey Valley, did we expect, I was shocked when the manager went. I thought he was, um, it's a good job he's gone to, of course, but I thought Grey Valley, he might want to try and stay there and get them into the division above. But he's got the opportunity. Tommy Osborne has had a decent non-league career as well. Good luck to him and it sounds like he's enjoying the role as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Kevin Watson instantly was there in the crowd uh, watching the game yesterday. So, uh... so there's no,
3: there's no, you know, animosity that, you know, that was one of those, you know, good luck to
0: Kevin getting a job higher up the pyramid. Yeah, it was interesting when he said he, it happened very suddenly. I just find that quite a uh, an interesting thing. Again, well,
3: on well, the basis of that, do you think that Kevin was looking to get out and, but well, the job came up, because there's, there's some other good jobs coming up as well, but do you think uh, I take it he when really got the bottom of this, he resigned to take the home Bay job, because it a few, took a few days, didn't it? I presume it was. Yeah, all
0: I, I assume uh, from, from what he said there, actually, the, the exact opposite, I think he wasn't looking to leave necessarily, I think. And, and But then the Herne Bay opportunity came up and it must have been too good for him to turn down. Yeah. So, you know, from from what Tommy said there, it happened very quickly and, and, you know, things like that. And interesting now, he said, you know, we've kept the squad. So obviously Kevin Watson has decided he wants to go his own way. And, and you know, good luck to them both. And, and uh, yeah, Tommy, as I say, got on a, a good chat, enjoyed the interview. And uh, good luck to him for the rest of the season, starting with VCD uh, on Monday. Uh, Also, of course, in every game between two Kent teams, there is a visiting manager on this occasion. It was my good friend, uh, Michael Golding, uh, after his side picked up their 10th point of the season. They're still seven points away um, from being out of the... Uh, relegation Automatic relegation places uh, But I did catch up with him as well After the game Of course He started with some of his usual Hilarious banter Knowing that I've missed the first half So here he is The Corinthian manager Michael Golden. Yeah is that based off The first half or the second half
2: <laughs> You know I didn't see the first half Michael okay. So uh, uh, I, 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 Everyone was telling me You played like Brazil In 1970 yeah I mean not just the kid um, no I think first half we were good value for it or I think across the game we were good value for it I think across the first half we, we were good going down the hill I think we passed it quite nicely we got into some good areas um, just lacked a bit of quality in the final third with the final ball or the shot um, and then second half at times it was a bit back to the wall um button we've rode our luck, they've hit the crossbar and they've hit the post from the free kick, it's a great free kick. But we've not had that at any point this season. So for that that hopefully we can take small wins, hopefully it's a bit of a turning point. Um, but yeah, to come to the form team of the league challenging for the playoffs team second from bottom clean sheet yeah we'll take that all day I
0: mean you, your keeper hasn't really had to
2: make many saves the second half has it no not massively I think their goalkeeper made the best save of the game early in the first half um, Buick's had a shot from the edge of the box which has made a great save Chris Lewinson but that, that's why he's here because he's a fantastic goalkeeper Um but yeah, I don't think Dan Coleman's had a great deal to do across the whole of the course of the game. The free kick was the best opportunity they had, and other than that, I wouldn't say it was a comfortable afternoon for him. But he's certainly not not come away overly worked.
0: The frustrating thing for you is, as always, it's getting those chances, getting those shots on goal, and, and testing the keeper more.
2: I, I put some notes up on the board when the players came in before the before the kick off, and I put our positives and our negatives from the first half of the season. We're nearly at half. We're nearly at half the season. Um, And I thought our positives are our work rate, we're passing the ball better than what we did last year. The negatives are both boxes, we don't attack the ball well enough and we don't take the chances that we create. And I think today, probably the first half in particular, it summed up exactly our season so far is that we were okay, but lacked that little bit. And they they put a corner across in the first half, which no one attacked. We probably got away with that one a little bit as well. So, yeah, I think it was probably exactly how our season's run so far. Do you think from what you have seen though that you are making yourself harder to beat I think so I think you look at the games that we've played we've stayed in every game Ashford beat us by four they're the only team that's really run over us this season um, and, and one, again one of the positives that we've got on the ball is that we stay in games um, we've learned that the young players are learning what the level's all about the work rate the, the quality the work you have to do off the ball as well as being on the ball um, I don't think anyone plays Corinthian and get any, gets an easy game and I know we had that reputation before when we had the old guard and all the older players but the new players have now learnt that so results haven't been good enough they've not been what we want but actually performances have been there it's just that it's just that bit in the like I say leave a box that's, that's not quite gone for us
0: You, uh, you play sitting board next week uh, they are the team directly above you it's I think seven points is, is the gap they've lost
2: today how important is it that you get a result next week yeah I think when you're in our position every game that you play is important and, and there's probably added importance because of the, where the two teams are in the league and and are on a bad run but we've got 10 points from the first 17 games of the season so we're certainly not in any kind of great form or anything like that we're, we'll prepare for the game we'll train Thursday we'll train Saturday we'll be as ready for it as we can be but um, But Yeah of course We want to go there And win But we came here today To want to go and win So we we didn't We're not over over celebrating A draw Yes we like the clean sheet Yes we like the draw But actually we wanted To come here and win today And and Paul and I Both had a long chat yesterday And we had a chat today We backed ourselves To win today Um, As we do every single week Which sounds ridiculous But we genuinely do We've got We said to the boys this week That we've got a great set of players That the attitudes are great The camaraderie's there Everything's there other than not winning games of football, um, so yeah, I think long answer. But the uh, yeah, we will be preparing for Sittingbourne and, and everyone. I think we'll be looking at that, saying it's 19th versus 18th, and it's a bit of a six-pointer. But but we've got to get as many points as we can in our remaining half of the games of the season. Have you set yourself a target of how many points you think you're going to need? I think it changes all the time, and I think you look at the results over the last few weeks, the games that have been on, and we've not played. And I, I text you about it, and I know I got to mention. Um, I don't think we can be setting ourselves targets at the moment. I think we've just got to try and, first of all, close the gap on the teams above us. Um, the sitting the Sussex teams, Hive, um, and try and drink, drag as many of those in. I think it's a season where a lot of people are all beating each other. Um, it'd be better if the top five or six were beating everyone. But as you've seen today, like, the teams at the bottom can come to the top teams and get results. So in one way, it's good for us. In the other way, it, it makes the division quite spread out, which we probably don't want or need at this stage.
0: it it is tough isn't it I mean obviously you look at Favisham
2: as well who are down there with you and and
0: It's it's really hard because you've seen Seven Oaks had a poor start and they put a run of results together. and I guess that must be something that you're clinging on to is the fact that if you can get a couple of wins, then all of a sudden you could start looking at
2: the table. Yeah, 100%. And we spoke to the the boys about that afterwards. You look at Hayward Teeth, they were six points above us two games ago. They've won their last two with the new managers and they're now sitting in 12 for wherever they are in the table. So we've got a long way to go before we get to those kind of levels. Um, But if we can put a run of games together or a run of results together, first of all, it closes that gap, which is important, so we stay in touch and it puts a little bit of pressure on. The teams above, but also then that belief comes, and, and you've seen today like the boys work incredibly hard as you'd expect from a Corinthian side. Um, and then it's just whether we can, if we can, go and get a result against or whatever that might be. And then you've got Hive, and all of a sudden you're we've unbeaten in December, having played two games, you've drawn away at Faversham, you've drawn at Cray Valley, you've got Sittingbourne, you've got Hive, and then you're on a little bit of a run which we've just not had this year. We've not gone two games without losing, so today was quite big in that respect. Although it was a nil-nil actually quite a big result to then break that little bit of a bad run.
0: I guess the, the, the overall is frustrating for you because, you know, you've done a lot of hard work over the past years to put Corinthian on the map and, you know, improve the, the experience when you go to watch games at home. And then,
2: unfortunately, this year where you've finally got that better on the pitch it's not gone so well yeah and and that's always tough and I think that's always going to be the case at Corinthian we worked incredibly hard to get to this level Um, and I don't and Tommy Osborne said it in his programme notes before that what the job that Paul and myself did last year finishing 8th in the table was probably one of the jobs of the season and and I don't think that we as a management team or the players get the credit that we deserve or the club deserve competing at this level Mm -hmm. with no budget and all those rubbish things that we all talk about or don't like talking about Um, but yeah, what, what we don't want to do is drop back into step five because we know how hard it is to get back out of that. You look at the teams that have gone down, the Whitstables and the Phoenix, you um, know, from Belvedere are running away with it this year. So there's no God-given right that you go down and come back up. But, but we're certainly not talking about that. That's not coming into our mindset. That, that's just me talking openly now. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 um, we just, we just got to keep working as hard as we can to close that gap first of all um, and then see where it takes us.
0: Oh, he's had a shocking haircut for Christmas as well, uh, Matt, as Michael Golden, uh, And it, you can see that they're better than where they were, but they're just lacking something, aren't they?
3: Well, we knew it would be a tough season for them um, because they lost a the number of players and budgets, etc. Things like that. Clearly, it's going to be a tough season. He seems pretty confident. This needs something to build on. Um, away form is not bad you know it's home forms let them down again but the key attack we're looking here john they've only scored 10 goals in 19 games um and finding a striker house go we thought before i'll have to look and see how many players when i saw them against folkestone um 15 months or so ago how many players have moved on other players have i moved can on guarantee
0: from... you it will be two, that two left, yeah. which will yeah. be jamie billings and oscar house And i mean it, it the, the thing for me was you know a striker is the hardest thing to get in football, a goal scorer is the hardest thing to get. Um, and Festus Kuara up front was a willing runner, and there were just a couple of times where you could see that he didn't quite make the run, do, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they picked the ball up, and they had the ball in a dangerous position, and no one got in behind, or they didn't pick the right pass, and it's just that, you know, Oscar is, is, is a great player, and he is the playmaker, he's the number 10, he pulls the strings. But I think he's trying to find the right pass all the time. And actually, sometimes maybe he should just have a crack on goal. Um, And I think that's the frustrating thing is, you know, before when he had obviously Eman from, who's now at Chatham, he could pick something up, he'd make the runs and make the difference. But it's just having that. I I know they've got a couple of players around who who Michael's confident he's going to bring in, but they genuinely are are only a couple of players short. And and I know... um, We had a, we've had several conversations, as you can imagine, off the record, and there were were times when we've talked about it. And he said, you know, we haven't had that desire at the back to just make sure that we're not going to concede. And I actually think from watching them yesterday, that desire they found is just that little bit of quality up front. I mean, but we all know it's hard enough to get a striker, a goal scorer, if you're paying three, four hundred pound a week. They're not paying a penny.
3: It's going to be difficult for them, and arguably. They probably overachieved a little bit over the last few seasons, um, but again, overachievement has seen other team players look at other teams, look at their players, and unfortunately take them. And finding players who want to come um, is is a difficult one um, for no money. And I, I appreciate the players that do, but maybe it's a it's a building block. And looking at the fixtures coming up, John, they've got some absolutely massive games, and if they can get three, four points from them. The confidence can come back because they're going to bring other sides back into their issues, into the obligations.
0: Yeah, I mean seven seven games they've got in January, and you look at those fixtures, they haven't got any of the top teams to to come. Yeah, they've got some difficult games in there, and they won't take anyone lightly. But you know, you look at that game next week at home to Sittingbourne, seven points between them, that's a six pointer because if they if they were to lose that against a side who haven't won since October. Then the gap's going to be wide isn't it
3: yeah yeah it, uh, that is the proverbial nine pointer is it six pointer yeah they've got they've got to um get that they've got Hyde coming up hide has seen a bit of a slide as well so yeah they know what they've got to do i'm sure michael gordon is probably up this time in the morning trying to work out what they're going to do to try and win those matches he's not going to give it up we all know that and arguably if they can stay up in the position they are at the moment it's a much bigger achievement than what he's ever achieved in the scaffold as we know this is a different level
0: to the scaffold in some context if you haven't got any money. Well, according to his WhatsApp, is definitely up. So, yeah, <laughs> we should see. The, the other game on Tuesday was the big derby game in Swale, and uh, Sheffield United, having lost the home game, won this one by four goals to one. So it was 0 0 at half time. Uh, Citybourne had their goalkeeper sent off and had to have an outfield player going goal, uh, but the It's managed to win that one. Quite comfortably in the end. Got two goals for Warren McFooler in there as well. Um, big result for them because it lifts them up into it's at 10th place. They brought Sam Gale back in as well. Um, 600 people there, which I think is probably a little bit of a disappointing attendance given the, the build-up uh for the game. And kind of touching it a bit there, but Sittingbourne are in an absolutely stinking one of four aren't they?
3: Yeah, as I was look at the teams here. You know, my mate Dwayne had a poor reaction problem. Um Again, looking at the Sheppard team, they've got an experienced players. Jake Embry scored goals in the National League as well. Mafula, we know he's a good player. That looks like a team that slowly getting it together with Jack Midson. doesn't need to play himself, which I think is a very important part of it. And a big result for them. I'm surprised about City. Well, good start to the season. Just, it's just gone a little bit disappointing. We know he's a good manager, as we said. But, yeah, they need to pick up points, otherwise they're going to get sucked into a relegation zone. A relegation scrap, sorry, I should say.
0: Do you want to have a guess how many goals Warren Mfula has scored for Sheppard United in
3: 2022? Uh, He must must have got 40 in the, well, last season. um, He must have... 35? 35?
0: 53, apparently. So, well done to him. That is quite the achievement uh, to have scored that many goals in the calendar year.
3: Is he, um, is he doing, oh, he's Oh, top goalscorer in the, in the division. Isn't he? Yeah, it looks like
0: it. Yeah, score, and, scores goals. So yeah. you know,
3: Well, yeah, well, well he, he was at Dartford as well. It had never really worked out for him at Dartford. But when he's gone down, I don't know how old he is now, but clearly a lot of clubs thought looked at him, just didn't work out. But he's found a home at, at Sheppey. So, um, yeah, but interesting dark horses to break
0: into the playoffs, maybe? If they can get a run of fixtures together. I mean, we've seen, you know, you just need oh, to... Uh, you six you six just need top, to... Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's no reason why they can't be there or thereabouts, because I think... Sort out the
3: home form as well, John. One winning, nine. Good away from home. One of the best best records away from home. So, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, I fancy them to, to try and break into it. Should be an exciting season uh, for the Eastman League for our Kent
0: sides. At the moment, top five, all Kent. Exactly, we'll take that any day of the week. Uh, the other results over the weekend, uh, well, over the week, whatever, I, yeah. Uh, on Boxing Day, it was Ashwood 3, Faversham 0, uh, Chatham 2, 7 Oaks one Ramsgate 1-0 winners at Hyde Town stay top of the table. Uh, and that was it for our Kent teams. With uh, Beckham against VCD, I did find out they moved that game forward um, to try and um, ease a bit of fixture confession, then didn't play for months, and that hasn't worked out well for them. Uh, there are no more games left in 2022 in that division. All the games are on Monday. Not Tuesday, as Michael Golding said in that interview. As we've already said, it's things against Sittingbourne. Faversham at home to Hyde. Ramsgate take on Chatham. Seven uh, Oaks against Beckenham. Sheppie United take on Ashwood United. A good time for them uh, to find their winning touch at home. And it's VCD Athletic, as we've already heard, against Cray Valley. Uh, let's move up just one division to the Ismane Premier Division and Margate. We had Ryan Day on the show when you were away, Matt. He was positive. Everything seemed to be going okay. Apparently they were pretty wretched on Boxing Day, uh, lost three little homes home to Cray Wanderers and parted company with manager Andy Drury shortly afterwards from what I hear, who was saying goodbye to the players while the supporters were still in the ground. Um, another disappointment for Margate, Matt, and, and yet again, another, I hate to say the phrase full storm, but they're back to square one again, aren't they? I
3: can't understand Andy Drury, Getting the job, a bit of, you know, Jay Saunders left, Jay Saunders is a good manager, he's a, probably, he's a, you know a better manager than the Ryman League, got Andy Drury in, there's no reason why Andy Drury can't be a, um, a good manager at this level as well, so they are giving him, what, 20 games, what are the expectations at Margate, the main thing about it, living in the area, is that they sort the ground out, which has been going on for 20 years, um plus um now, do they, Look at that, get everything right, get the change in with right, get the stand right, and then people will come and watch him. So, clearly, he was given what you just said there. He had to win that game or he wasn't going to keep his job. I'm surprised that they got rid of him. I don't know what the budget's like at Margate. The chip can change the squads around. I think you've got to give him more than 20 games. We didn't expect Margate to get promoted this season. Is that the expectation, Margate, to get promoted? I've got absolutely no idea. And who's going to go in there? They're not going to get Chris Kinnear back, I wouldn't have thought. So it's a strange one, unless they've got somebody lined up. Any news? Well, one person I have heard is looking for jobs, um, who's applied for a lot of jobs. Uh, it's Craig Stone, um, former Gillingham, former Dover man, former Everstreet man, looking to get into it. I've done, he's done all his qualifications, former Jill's youth coach. Um, but you look at it from the outside, Margate okay, is a bit of a basket case at
0: times, isn't it? I suppose one of the questions you're asking is, Who's going to fancy that? You know, no. it's it's really tough. And I've, you know, I'm in some Margate supporters groups on on Facebook and stuff, and and a lot of them were underwhelmed in the first place by the appointment of Andy Drury, which I think, you know, I don't really know what else they wanted because they've got a broker who's played in the football league, he's from the county, who's just starting his managerial career, well, uh, and that's what I almost feel like many Margate supporters, and I'm not saying all Margate supporters but many Margate supporters have got unrealistic expectations, and I think I saw one post which said what we need to do is get Keith Piper back, and some of these people, I'm afraid, are just living in the past, and they need to look at where Margate are, which isn't, they're not in a bad place at all, they've got the 3G pitch, but Margate are probably at the level that they should be at at this current moment in time, and you know, I I feel like I didn't think Andy Drury was a bad appointment in any way, shape or form. And having read some supporters saying, well, that was the wrong appointment, he was not. I i even saw one bloke say, I refuse to give him a penny because that was such a bad appointment. Well, what, what do they want and who do they think they're going to get? I mean, you mentioned Craig Stone there. If they didn't want Andy Drury, why would they want Craig Stone? Do, do, do you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah, yeah. no disrespect to God. but i don't understand I, I feel like sometimes and maybe this is just because i'm in this group with these supporters that i've been in for several years and i've been around margate football club i feel that sometimes those supporters expect too much and they don't know what they're doing and you know there are some brilliant people behind the scenes at margate football club not least my good friend ryan day um you know and they all have the best interests of this football club at heart they're not they're not sitting there thinking, all right, what are we going to do this week to wind everybody up? How can we make this club worse? They, there are passionate people who want the best for this club. And I feel, I feel like they're damned if they do and damned if they don't, you know, they don't seem to be a happy bunch of supporters in in, in many ways. You compare and contrast that to what's going on uh, elsewhere on the, uh, on the Isle of Thanet. And it's, you know, I I said to someone yesterday, I was, I was chatting to someone, actually, if you're listening, uh, hello to Dave, the Welling fan. I said to him, I can only think of one club in this county that have put a 3g pitch in and got worse and that is margate and that says a lot doesn't
3: it it is i see he brought in a he brought dave smith on loan. so clearly there's a bit of money there dave smith come on loan from bromley they got the um guy from herschel of Darfur. i've seen the Herschel play for Darfur this season score a good goal he's a good player and McCarthy they got from the jills they got greenhouse there's a bit of money there harry hudson at the back I'm sure there's a bit of money there but Seems strange. You give all these players, these loan players, in the new manager might not fancy them and say, well, you know, we use that money elsewhere. Again, I don't know who runs Margate anymore. Um, I don't really know Ramsgate. We know from the same part of the area. You know, they've got a, you know, they're very, very big in marketing the club and getting bits and pieces out. I don't know who the mar- Margate manager is. There is work going on behind the scenes. We've seen it. They put it on social media, so it is getting somewhere. But it just seems yeah I think you've got to give you've got to give him a season at least as you say what do that what is the expectations? There is bigger clubs with bigger budgets in that league but I think Andy Drury has got the ability to make players better and the results aren't going to go we know Cray are a good team no doubt about that but getting beaten 3-0 by Cray you're going to be up there this season it's not the end end of the world but it seems surprised that Andy Drury has been cast out there. He's made a lot of changes. I, guess, I just don't know what the expectations are. What are the expectations? I mean, I think you've, you've put it, the finger on the nail on the head. They've got worse since the three has gone down. Their own fault's always been terrible. So where do they go from here, John? I've got no idea. Where are they going to pick a manager up from? Uh, Who knows? Well, well, do, do Margate want Chris Kinnear back? I'm not, I'm not saying that Chris is going to take it. But I'm sure I'm
0: sure they'd love for Chris Kinnear back, but yeah, but you have you know, got you know I'd love Chris Kinnear back, but you have got to move on from the times. Exactly, and, and and as I say, if you if you're Chris Kinnear, who I'm sure has kept a close eye on this, you'll be looking at that thinking, I don't know about that, but uh, Reese Prestige and Ben Greenhall, uh in interim charge at the moment. Yeah, well, ben
3: Greenhalgh is he runs academy at uh, Darfur, doesn't he? So arguably he's got some sort of managerial experience. Um, maybe he won't do it to the end of the season. Um, and clearly he can attract players in, like the guy from Dartford who he knows um, from there. But I'll be, I can't believe Margate will go outside the county and get a manager. Or oh, somebody known to us is going to get this job, I would have thought. Yeah,
0: I, I guess one other thing you could say about Margate, we will move on from this very quickly, is... I mentioned earlier, Jason Onnes is a great manager and even he couldn't get it to to, no, to be a success there. So there's obviously something very, very wrong inside there. Folks, and Victor were 2-1 winners at Herne Bay uh, in the other game in that division on Boxing Day. Uh, Monday are the next games in this league as well. Uh, it's Cray Wanderers against Herne Bay, folks, and Invicta against Margate. So again, uh, derbies, very sensibly done. Well done, everybody. Let's talk about derbies in the National League South then. Uh, and an unbelievable 11 minutes uh, at... The Cufflink Stadium, Stonebridge Road to you and I, uh, as Dartford were 3 0 up inside those 11 minutes. They then went 4 0 up before half time and eventually won 4 1 against Ebbsfleet United. Now, we spoke last week a little bit about Ebbsfleet and their form, and I think the phrase now, I, I said blip last week, I'm going to go for gone off a cliff. I mean, that is an absolutely rotten result, but f- full credit to Dartford. We obviously want them to do well as well. But from where Red United were before you went off to Qatar to where they are now, it's a very, very different thing, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's it's a strange one. Because, uh, you know, they were scoring goals, keeping clean sheets. I couldn't believe it when I put my phone on half three and they were three up after 10 minutes or whatever it was from there. Dartford, again, sometimes a bit of hit and miss, but they've got a bit of consistency and they've gone top of the table. And it's the old adage... Do you want points on the board or um, games in hand? Arguably, they've got three games in hand. Epsleet beat Dartford. They'll be level on points. And they have got three games in hand. And you would have thought Epsleet will beat some of the poorer teams in this division. The thing about Epsleet, a little bit lucky, that haven't seems have gone off the boil a bit as well, because they can't win at home and get entombed by teams. So it, it, it's it's a strange one. Um, I don't know if you... I think the expectations that they would get promoted this season, all going nice. Three defeats on the spin. Confidence is shot a little bit. Where do they go from here? Massive game against Dartford. A for the league and B for their own confidence. So um, strange things have happened. We have seen teams win away from home and then lose the home game. But you'd have thought Dartford will go into that game and full of confidence and absolutely were so good at home. Um, we haven't got away from home. I've got to bounce back in some way. I think even a point there will be better then just don't lose
0: that game, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, actually, Ebsfleet have lost fewer games away from home. They've yeah. lost once away from home. They've lost yeah. now lost three at home. Um, but I think it's, oh, it's, I, I just couldn't believe, I could not believe the result. And we talk about, we, we talk about losing being a habit. In some ways, when you're on a run like Ebsfleet United, it, it, it's easy. When you have the start to the season they have, it's easy to keep on winning. And the challenge comes when you lose a game and obviously their, their first defeat was against Tunbridge Angels, then they lost in the FA Trophy, then they got knocked out of the FA Cup, and then they've gone on to lose three more league games since then. And that is, that is concerning. And, and you know, Dennis Kutriwa's got to find a way to to get the confidence back. And, and you know, like you, in my head, they're still the favourites to, to win this division. But they have got those games in hand, but they need to pick up a win. And if they lose the return game on, on Monday, then I, I would start to think, actually, you know, What's going to happen in this second half of the season for Ebsleet United?
3: It's amazing, mate. Football's a confidence thing. We You know, people I've spoken to, they seem pretty confident when Ebsleet November, they're going to win this league. But Dartford, like a juggernaut, Alan Dowson has won. He's got promotion out of this league before. He knows how to do it. And what we said at the beginning of the season is that Ebsleet have got to win those tight games. Win Which they were doing at the start of the season. Something's got not working at the moment but they've just somehow got to get something from that Darfur game just show a little bit of confidence because you know six points six points ahead Dartford could be and a three games in hand this may, game is an absolutely massive game Darfur no they win this it really does open up the title race Um, and other sides in there channels are doing well as well so it could be turned into an exciting division from your point of view, if Dartford win that game against Epstein on Boxing Day, oh on New Year's Day, do you make Dartford favourites
0: the end, ahead of Ebbstite? I mean Epsley would still have three games in hand. That's the that, that's well, the, thing. the
3: six points, isn't it? And then it's if, you know, it puts
0: massive pressure, put pressure on Epsite United because yeah. all of a sudden they've got to win all of those games in hand. Um, you know, and Dartford are in a great run of form and, and you know momentum is is a key thing as Epsfeet United know full well the momentum they had at the start of the season. And you know, Dartford are in a different situation because they've got a new manager come in, and obviously he's taken a little bit of time to to get going. But now they're flying. Um, so I'd, if they win that game, I would I would almost make it level pegging, I reckon, uh, after Sunday.
3: Uh, again, we're criticizing it. You have to say fair play to Dartford, back to back away wins. They won three, one at Haven and then beat them sleep. Alan is doing a good job. Yeah, Dartford's been issue over the last few years not scoring goals and they're scoring goals not from just the attackers from midfield, so again, I'm sure Darford fans are waking up a little bit more happier on New Year's Day than some of the Epsley fans because you would be a little bit concerned.
0: Yes, absolutely. The other two games in that league, a good win for Welling United at Tunbridge Angels, Uh, 1-0 was enough uh, for them, but a a a Decent result for them. Uh, finished Dulwich one, Dover one. Uh, oh, talking of as we were about Margate fans and their uh, sunny disposition, I saw a Dover fan um, on Twitter last night. Surprisingly, not Matt Gerard, uh, pointing out that the the Whites are ten points away from the playoffs, but only six points away from the relegation zone. Merry Christmas, everybody.
3: No, I'm not looking
0: at the league table, but, yeah, <laughs> it, it looks better than last year's. Does that help?
3: yeah it does but do needs to start winning some <laughs> matches so and scoring goals You've got you know 28 goals in many games they played 22. yes and i, what I will say as well they lost reese grant he wasn't very good every other team was at least freshened the squad up with a bit of a loan signing or a signing there just to make it a little bit exciting clearly dove aren't going to do that because they don't want to invest any money so um yeah it's it's where we expected? As long as David don't get relegated, I'm happy for 2022, but for 2023, it's just a little bit of excitement, you know? That's what we want. You know, if they can win three games on the spin and get on the outskirts of the playoffs, it'll just get, give everybody a bit of a spark. But I, I don't think they've got the ability to do that.
0: Returns of those games are on Sunday, New Year's Day. Uh, as Dover host Dulwich and Welling host Tunbridge Angels. Uh, into the National League very quickly, uh, Bromley had a good result as they won 1-0 at South Southend. Uh, Manchester United beaten by the same score at Dagenham. Uh, if you want to keep up with the table, Bromley uh, 33 points now, level on points with Solihull in the final playoff place. Uh, they are 8th, Maidstone United are 20th, just a point outside the uh, relegation zone, but worrying, worryingly for them, uh, every team below them has games in hand, so uh, work to do for the stones. They play on Monday against uh, Dagenham Redbridge at home, uh, while Bromley against Southend is on Sunday. And you say that game's on TV, is it? made Sunday against Dagenham on, on Monday.
3: Three o'clock, yeah, Monday. Yeah, so bit I've lost, lost a lot. You know, lost four games on the spin. I think it is conceding a few goals in them as well. Um. So, yes, it's going to be a difficult. They've got some big games coming up as well. So, um, they stay, if they finish fifth and bottom, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic 2023. All we are going to do is somehow stay up. It's going to be tough, but we said at the start of the season we thought they had the ability to do that, and I think they can.
0: Yes, and finally, the Southern Counties East League, best league in the world. Uh, on Monday, it finished Dworth and Belvedere 1, here with Town 0, uh, Fisher 5, Glebe 1, Phoenix Sports 3 new winners over Wellington. Uh, Stanswell 1, Holmesdale 1, and I uh, left it till last, an incredible 936 people uh, Crammed into Jockey, Jockey Farm to watch Rustall beat Tunbridge Wells by two goals to nil. Absolutely amazing. 12 o'clock kickoff that one uh, was on Boxing Day. 936 people at Rustall. That's incredible, Matt.
3: Unbelievable. Put them into second place in the league. Uh, second place again, I always ask this John is that a playoff or they get promoted? Playoff, isn't it?
0: Playoff with a team above, yeah.
3: I have to say, the playoff race, I've, I I'm, don't think I'm being. I'm giving the lead to Eltham and Belvedere, bold statement here, 21 points clear at the top of the table. It's going to be a very exciting search for the playoffs. Ruster was a season they're having, um, magnificent, 936, fantastic achievement, second place, Stansfield doing well, deal fine, a little bit of form. The playoff race is the future for the scaffold, isn't it? it
0: certainly is, uh, game's on Tuesday as well. Uh, 703 people at Deal Town uh, as they beat Kennington 5-0. It was Lordswood, Neil, Hollins and Blair 2. Uh, and 627 at Whitstable uh, as they were 4-2 winners over bottom of the table Canterbury. Canterbury uh, are managerless after Keith Bird left just before Christmas as well. So, um, you know, it's been another disappointing season for them, hasn't it?
3: until uh, they can get back to the county, to the town. They're going to really struggle. I don't know how you can do that. I think they're relying on handouts, some of the players to play for them from other clubs, to get a bit of experience. But, yeah, they're lucky they're still in business, I suppose. we one stage, when we've been doing this pod, maybe was it was in the season
0: this year, that they could go out of business. But last season, yeah. It was last, last season. season. It? when it was all yeah. very... And the thing is, that they keep getting further bloody away from Canterbury. You know, we all know that they want to get back there, but they keep getting further and further away. Uh, and, you know, at the moment, there's a very real possibility that they'll be further and further away from where they probably want to be this early because they're likely to get relegated uh, if they if they don't buck it up soon. Um, and, you know, well, it's, go, it's, it's sad it. to see.
3: Oh, terrible, terrible. Um, always, you know, when I was growing up, Canterbury was in the same league as Davey. had some good games, big crowds. You you just can't unless there's a, a man with a magic wand or a person with a magic wand. You can't see them ever getting back to the levels they are. All the thought, is there?
0: Uh, Fixtures in the Scaffold Premier Division this week. Beersted against Russell, uh, two o'clock kickoff for the aforementioned Canterbury City as they take on Lords. These games are all on Monday the 2nd, by the way. Uh, Ivertown against Stansfield. It's Glebe against Sutton Athletic. Another two o'clock kickoff, Holmesdale against Fisher. Uh, hollands and blair take on the leaders irith and belvedere uh, kennington take on k-sports it's punjab united against whitsport town Tombridge uh, tunbridge wells against phoenix sports and Wellington against deal town uh there's just finally been a couple of games in the scaffold first division It uh, was meridian vp for bermondsey town nil uh yesterday tuesday and on monday it finished faverson strike force three stablehurst monarchs one they are back uh early in the new year or some of the teams are back in the, early in the new year in that division fc i against croydon uh Greenways against Town, Rochester United against Fabers Strikeforce, and Sporting Club, Thamesmead against Meridian VP. Uh, you're all up to date. We've, we, we've done it, Matt. I, I can't believe it because literally I've written no words of a script. Uh, I, as I said, was asleep uh, an hour ago and we've done it. Well done. Us.
3: Perfect. It's still been raining so I can get out, do my bits that I've got to do this morning and then um, probably come back and eat the
0: rest of my pork pie. I tell you what, it's not a day to be hanging around naked in your hot tub, is it?
3: Have you got a hot tub? No. Have you? No, I haven't got a hot tub. No. It's <laughs> just a general comment.
0: You know, I mean, I, you know, if you were rich enough to have one of them, in this weather, are you going to go outside and hang around? Well, I, I know people
3: have got a hot tub, and apparently this, with the um, cost of electricity, apparently it costs you a bloody fortune. i am not really... Oh, I have used my sister in laws hot tub, and it's lovely in the summer, but, you know, not really me having a hot tub, really. So. But no, um, yes, if you are in your hot tub today, good luck to you and the champagne and a pork pie.
0: Oh, we've had this discussion before you, uh, do, do you see in the new year or are you going to be tucked up in bed um, by 10 o'clock with Mrs G
3: I would have thought we won't be doing too much uh, the kids want to stay up but um, we, we won't be doing too uh, we'll just be uh, keeping our nut down I don't think we're going to get a takeaway this year so normally occasionally we do get a takeaway but um, yeah we'll just yeah, we'll be in bed ready for the big day
0: mate David against Dalish obviously you're going back back to back to your spiritual home
3: yeah I mean, is it my 40th year? probably 41st year following David. so yeah <laughs> keeping, the, keeping the faith that 2023 can be more exciting
0: well it can't be much worse than 2020 21 and 22 put together exactly
3: can it? yeah exactly at some point it's got to get better isn't it
0: <laughs> excellent um just finally matt before we wrap this up um last show of the year uh, you just said there it's not been a great year to be a Dover Athletic fan. Have you found any highlights in 2022? Uh, from a Dover point of view? Well, just do,
3: dover, dover point of view no, then. No, I think... no. Again, the future of Kent football, I think he's in a good position. I feel so for Margate fans. We will get sides winning leagues. We will get sides getting promoted this season. We could have a side coming into the Kent non-league podcast from the league above. So it's going to be <laughs> an exciting time. Not for them if they get relegated, but I mean it's excited sort of time for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but for uh, yeah, it's been great. You know, thank you for everybody who's put up with myself and, and you ringing them up. Uh, but everybody's been really helpful. So, um, and we go even stronger. So what year did we start this? 2016, 17? Can't remember.
0: 17, we started
3: 2017. 17. So, so 16. Yeah. yeah, we keep going. A, so we'll, we'll be doing our 250th
0: show. My goodness. I was working that out. it's going to be in March, I think. So um, yeah, great times. I mean, personally. Um the first half of twenty twenty two was was pretty rough. Um had a lot of things going on away from the show. Um and yeah, it was a, a, a tough, tough start to the year. Um but pretty much since August, everything's been good. Everything's been absolutely fine of new adventures, new horizons, uh, new loves, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um of course the from a podcast point of view, the clear highlight was the day you had your wisdom teeth out, Matt. Um, when, yeah, we were, yeah, when
3: we were of course. Yes.
0: honoured and delighted to have been named the Kent Sports Journalist of the Year uh, for 2022. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, if you look at uh, from a wider Kent football point of view, you've got to say what a year for Sheppard United with their four trophies. And um, probably they had the best year of any of our teams. Um, and we had, we had other teams get promoted right to Chatham Town have had a brilliant year as well. Obviously missed out on the league title, but what a great year they've had. Um, and. F- you know, it's a good year for Herm Bay winning, the, winning promotion as well, although it hasn't quite gone as well for them. But you know, in every year we're going to see these ups and downs um, with our teams. But by and large, I think yeah, as you said, Kent football is in pretty good health. Uh, let us know your highlights of 2022. Uh, we can get in touch with us on Twitter at KentNL Podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, search for Kent only Podcast. I'm at John Phipps 81. Matt is at Matthew underscore uh, we always love to hear from you. So do please get in touch. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show, well thank you everybody for listening to all of our shows throughout 2022, we really couldn't do it without you, uh, it's been an absolute joy as always to bring you the, the Kent Lally podcast when we've been able to. Over the course of 2022, thanks to everybody who's, uh, who's been on the show, who's appeared on the show, and of course a massive thank you again uh, to the judges who mistakenly gave us an award uh, back in the summer, and of course thanks to uh, to Mrs Gerard for allowing Matt to do, do his show. And of course, thank you to uh, Fee. You've made my life so much better. Anyway, uh, we hope that you all have a happy and healthy new year. And we look forward to speaking to you for the first show of 2023 on the Kent Only Podcast. Should old
3: acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? It's a good Should job he's in bed, old isn't it? acquaintance be forgotten? And old legs I... come on, David, make 2023 excited, please.